This week on the Media Virus Podcast, has Ted Nugent taken control of the National Park Service as 150 head of cattle are to receive death from above? 85-year-old Florida woman killed by alligator while walking the world's worst dog. If you miss all the fear-mongering and mind control from COVID, then don't worry, science predicts a new super flu coming your way. All this scrambling to cover because multi-talented food show guy Sean Parker didn't bother to show up to the meeting tonight, Maddie's TikTok Nonsense Corner, and in honor of Black History Month, Stanley brings us yet another installment of his chilling series, How to Survive Dating a Black Woman, on this, the 120th episode of the Media Virus Podcast. And there's going to be an awkward break because I can't find my cursor to get the music here it is it's the media virus podcast let's point and laugh at the world burning around us with executive producer mike latoris we're gonna start over bbc correspondent stanley mcfadden makes me tingly in an unfamiliar way grease monkey pete Damn, Big Daddy. Here's the thing about the Media Virus Podcast. It's really well done. And now, spreading the sage nihilism of an aged Gen Xer, your host and mine, the star of our show, the incomparable Maddie Rockdeff. Hot <laughs> damn, do we have a show for you people this week. I am Maddie Rockdeff. Welcome to the Media Virus Podcast. Please like, subscribe, follow, and share. I want to take a minute to thank all of the new subscribers for their support and invite everyone to take a moment and go over uh, to themediavirus.com and check out all of the awesome content. You can always give us a call at uh, 646-VIRUS-01. You might make it onto the show. Who knows? Could happen. It It could happen. Absolutely. And uh, we would have found out all about this week's guest. Uh, you know, we would have, that would have happened uh, had he shown up. He's a TV personality, an author, a foodie, a fellow podcaster, Mr. Sean Parker. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there was a TV emergency that he had to attend. There could to. have been a TV emergency, but uh, I'm just going to go. Uh, hey, Sean, what's your astrological sign? Oh, wow. Well, the reason I ask is because, you know, I'm a Taurus. And uh, I've been told by every astrologically inclined person that I am the quintessential uh, Taurus. So I know a thing or two about bulls, okay? Uh, And they want to be left alone. They want to be free. They want to eat. They want to fight. They want to fuck. And there are brave American bovine living the dream of independence. No one stealing their wife's milk. No one's sticking them with a hot poker and no, and some far, no farmer who's been bailing hail all day, bailing, fuck. Yeah. Bailing hay all day. That's something wrong with me. Uh, giving you a hand job when you think you're getting some. These, uh, no, no, no. These bulls, the, the sum they've been getting is the real sum. And what does the federal government have to say about happy beings living free? Drone strikes. 
or at least that's what I'm assuming. Mike, what's the actual story say? Well, a kill order has been issued for 150 cattle in Gila Wilderness, a protected backcountry a- area in New Mexico. The U.S. I kind of hope, actually, instead of drones, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they uh, d- use the same game plan as the, the Chinese balloon and fire sidewinder missiles at it. Can, well, that can, can I can I just interject something? Real What's quick? that? Did anybody read the title of this one and think they were going to fire like cows out of the sky? Like, yeah, that does that does that does look like we're going to. I, I picture like, like a C one thirty, and they're just like pushing them out the back. <laughs> <laughs> no shoot, just <laughs> look. There's a cow. I mean, you're getting a hamburger either way. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's funny. 150 feral cattle to be shot from the sky <laughs> for funsies. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The U.S. Forest Service announced in its decision uh, in a news release explaining that feral cattle roaming the southwestern area of the state pose a significant threat to public safety and natural resources. The move, set to take place in part in the, the Gila, in the Gila National Forest, sets the stage for more legal challenges over how to handle wayward livestock as drought maintains its grip on the West. The first the thing the- is, there's got to be like a farmer somewhere who knows how to break cattle. You know what I mean? All you got to do is come down and catch them. Well, yeah. I mean, as long as you point them into the corral and. I mean, can't we like, like, like there's got to be like some, you know, better solution than, than firing these cows out of the sky. Well, I mean, it's, it's not like cats where like, when cats are left to their own devices, they they hunt, and they hunt rodents, and they're mean. I I, I get it. Cows are big and and scary, and and can be mean if they want to run at you and trample you, and, and you know that sort of thing. But in the long run, we don't have to worry about feral cattle hunting our domesticated, uh, you know, like our pets. No, and if you have a cat you don't want, you just put it in a bag and throw it in the river. If you have a fucking cow you don't want, what the fuck are you going to do with it? I mean, right, where do you get that bag? I've got bag? a great idea. Where do you get a bag like that? I mean... Right. <laughs> <laughs> where do you get a bag that big? That big. A I've cow a weighs idea, more than though. a Yugo. I've got a great idea, though. How about we, like, convert a combine into, like, a mobile meat processor, turbocharge it, and just run them down? Like a hay baler, but you just you chase them down, and it yep. poops out hamburger. Yeah, big square bales of big hamburger. Square bales of hamburger. I like it. I like it. The first of those legal challenges came from New Mexico's Cattle Growing and Humane Farming Associations, which filed a lawsuit to stop the aerial shooting plan. A hearing on the temporary. You restraining- can't. You can't shoot them from a helicopter. Yes, we can. Fucking watches. A hearing on a temporary restraining order was scheduled for Wednesday morning. If government, if the government prevails, aerial shooting of the animals will take place from a helicopter Thursday through Saturday, according to the news release uh, late last week. the The memo defines feral cattle as cattle without brands, ear tags, or other signs of ownership. Gila National Forest. What a, cat, uh, what a cow can't be free. Who, can't have free bovine run the countryside. So this this next. Where do you think bovine came from? You think we we invented the fucking cow? This 
this next sentence should really scare everybody because it speaks to the to the way that this is going to be handled. Hill and National Forest officials are asking people to avoid the area. We're going to mow this fucker down. I mean, oh, hey, boss, uh, that, uh, I don't think that one was a cow. <laughs> I mean, is that really take, what it comes down to? I want to take my chair out there and just pull it along behind me and see if they shoot at it. How about how about painting a car to look like a cow and just driving around? In but seriously, though, it was explained to me by like the, one of the chief, a chief of police that you, you can't get an accurate shot out of a helicopter. And I told him I saw a full metal jacket. <laughs> I, yeah. How do you shoot women and children? <laughs> Easy. Just don't lead them so much. <laughs> <laughs> They're not as fast. Oh, you don't have to lead them as far. That's right. They don't run as fast. Oh. Uh, is there any important? Like, uh, it's a helicopter, and what type of? Are they going to use a fifty cal? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, that's like a tank killer. <laughs> I, I hope it. They took down the balloon with fucking sidewinder missiles, and the guy missed. That is overkill. Okay, I'm saying we fire some sidewinder missiles at these motherfuckers. They're going to die. We, you don't even have to hit them, really. I want to see the video. Just hit close. I want to see the nose cone video from the Sidewinder if they send them after cows. Be <laughs> because at some point, the cow's like, oh, shit, and it starts running. <laughs> and now it's just missile chasing cow getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now, this was going to uh, lead into a bunch of questions on how you would prepare beef that had been hit with a sidewinder missile <laughs> to uh, the guest that's not here. Right. So, right. That's why this, that's why this one led. That would have been a great, that would have been a great segment, Matt. That would have been, that would have been an amazing segment. I would have, that would have really killed and been really funny. First, you want to get yourself a nice shovel. That's right. Just start loading beef into a truck. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can imagine all, With the, a shovel. all the people out there just shoveling beef into like their their hatchback or whatever. <laughs> That's the other reason they want people to avoid the area, so that they don't have like a bunch of Hondas dripping blood rolling out of the area. You know that there's like hillbillies out there going, "There's free beef going on. I ain't fucking staying out of this area." Yeah, Harvey, I'm gonna need the day off. You, oh, you, you want to buy a half of, you, you want to buy a side of beef? <laughs> you going down to that beef shooting? Uh, no. <laughs> Not if it precludes me from using a sick day. <laughs> Be, because hillbillies use words like pre preclude. That's right. <laughs> well, they would use preclude, but they'd say perclude. Right, right, right. You know, you'd have to, or per, perclude. <laughs> Chewing tobacco. Um, um to, oh that's right yeah but speaking of uh yeah apparently on uh, untimely wasted well i mean it's not really i mean 85 year old woman's that i mean come on my thing is 
Now, see, this was going to lead into how do you, would you eat an alligator that had eaten an 85 year old woman? Right. <laughs> because if you are what you eat, technically you're eating an 85 year old woman, technically you're eating an 85 year old woman. And then if he said, yes, I would have asked him, but would you eat an 85 year old woman? <laughs> and then he would have hung up. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. No, 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 not for dinner, but would you eat one? <laughs> not every day uh, like, I, I, I don't. oh wait <laughs> with enough barbecue sauce I'll eat anything <laughs> thank you Pete thank you you're welcome thank you well, I mean gonna... how shitty is that dog though well didn't I mean even, you didn't even warn her I, I think you noticed on the show sheet I, I I didn't I didn't change your joke I didn't have the heart to change your joke I, I, I was so happy that to, to go in and find out that you had taken some initiative. Some no, some time to, to look at things before I got to it. And, um, I, I, I wrote in on the show sheet, uh, where is it? Dog feeds granny to lizard. <laughs> Dog feeds granny to lizard. <laughs> it's the last time she gives me Alpo. <laughs> but the neighbor hey, said, if you she think did, there's a better joke out there. You know, if you think I'm missing the mark or something, no, it, that it it kind of hit me late while I was writing the the show sheet, and I said, you know what, I'm just I'm I'm going with it. This is where it is. But St. Lucie <laughs> County, Florida, an 85 year old woman was attacked and killed Monday by a gator in a Florida retirement community, according to News Six partner WPLG, and uh, thanks to News Six and their partner WPLG from uh, TMVP, because we're using their story. St. Lucie County Sheriff's Office deputies and Florida Fish and Wildlife officials responded to the call about an alligator bite incident. Neighbors said the woman, Gloria Sergey, or Serge, could be Serge, anyway, was, Gloria was walking her dog when she was dragged into the body of water by an alligator at the Spanish Lakes Fairway 55 and Older community. One resident, 77-year-old Carol, said it was just past 12 p.m. when it happened. I heard kind of like a commotion, she said. I I looked out, and I saw the dog, and I saw my neighbor. Carol first called 911 and ran, trying, trying and hoping she could help. I just remember coming up and pushing her hair out of her face, and, and I'm saying, swim toward the, the paddle boat. And she said, I swim can't. Swim toward the paddle boat, Barbara. And she said, that gator got me. I can't. The gator has me. She, she, but she, she whisked her hair away from her face. She's like, I can't. The gator's got me. She got all that out before yeah. she went down. <laughs> well, here, here's the next. Here's the next. I got my longest shepherd's hook to try to hook her <laughs> or hit him or do something. Carol continued. Hit him on the nose or something. I couldn't do anything, which haunts me right now. That's... The victim was recovered in the and contact and a contracted nuisance alligator trapper captured the ten foot long alligator involved in the incident. Authorities said the victim's dog survived and is in good condition. FWC, oh, as long as the dog survived. FWC said the woman was pulled into the water by the gator after it tried taking her dog. I would try taking the dog. And the dog was like, no, 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 fucking take this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Yo, either that or the dog was already working with the alligator. He's like, all right, dude, this one won't do. You don't eat me now. 
Okay, is it a Chihuahua, right? Probably. You don't, I mean, you don't even know. It's it sounds Rumble. like a Chihuahua. And I'm, Chihuahua I'm not making fun of Mexicans. Dog. This is what Chihuahuas sound like according to Taco Bell. That's right. So this is what we're going to do, man. You don't even know. And I'm going to bring you a nice, big, 120-pound woman. You know what I'm saying? You know, okay, that's it. It would have been funnier, but I didn't have much to go on. Yokiero Geriatrico. You care? Uh, going to need a bigger box. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's kind of where that is. Anybody with concerns about an alligator should call FWC's toll-free nuisance alligator hotline at 866-FWC-GATOR. That's 866-392-4286. There you go. Hot, uh, hot gator talk. But yeah, that would have been a great conversation on, you know, all the wasted food. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, because well, no one's going to eat those cows. No one's going to eat that gator. You know, I found that uh, Delaware has recently shown up on uh, a bunch of travel uh, lists, like That's high level, like high, high level travel lists as a destination for food, like because our, our, in northern Delaware and in southern Delaware, our restaurant options have really been elevated in the past few years. There's nothing else to fucking do. Well, they're <laughs> Except working. go eat. They're working on that. But to be honest, we do have some pretty decent food options around here, and, and we have for a long time. Um, but it's it's starting to get some attention and some traction in in some of the uh, some of the culinary guides that are out there for people who who travel just to eat. And Wilmington is actually becoming a destination. Uh, Fascinating. So <sighs> there's that. You know, you don't see, you don't, you don't see in restaurants anymore. You don't, you see one every once in a while, you see someone wearing a, wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, but it's not, and th- it, different areas I've noticed track differently. Mm-hmm. Like yep. um, when uh, we went to go visit our friend uh, for, for the, you know, the last meeting we went to, I walked into that Wawa Noticed a lot of folks wearing masks. Right. Okay. Around me, you might see one or two elderly folks wearing masks, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it seems like the fear mongering is, you know, people aren't buying the shit anymore. Yep. Uh, with with driving for Uber, there's a there's a handful of people that are still wearing them. Um, and it, it. But is that for them or for you? No, I, I'm pretty sure it's for them. Um, I'm I'm not currently wearing a mask to drive unless I feel like I've got a real good reason to. Like if somebody looks like maybe something shady's going on, and I don't, like, I don't feel like I should be putting them out of the car. I'll put a mask on. Or if somebody, if somebody requests, hey, I have, I, I have a, I'm compromised. I'm wearing a mask. I'd feel more comfortable if you would too. I, I will do that. You know, I'll, I'll put a mask on for yeah. you. You know, it, it, as long as you're, you're friendly and polite about it. I mean, if you come in like, like, like the mask, Dude, I went into, I went in, at me, it's not happening. I had to get blood work done. Uh-huh. Right. And I have a stance. I just have a stance. Is I am not fucking spending money on masks. Okay. I'm not. Not gonna fucking do it. If there's an establishment that wants me to wear a mask, and I had COVID, almost lost my foot. You tell me all the fucking things, whatever. If somebody wants me to put on a fucking mask, they better fucking give it to me. Well, right? Okay. That's my that's my my thinking. So I walk in and I got I gotta get blood work. And I always walk in with my shirt up. I know it doesn't do anything. I'm just, I'm just showing you I don't have a mask. And I know I don't have a mask. 
And the first words out of my mouth are always, do you have a mask? I have a mask. And I was like, oh, you know what? We're out of masks right now. I was like, oh, well. He's like, you have one in your car? I'm like, no. No. He goes, if I had one in my car, oh, well. I'd be wearing it. Right. And I'm like, well, I'm like, no, exactly. And he's like, well, all right. Well, we'll take care of you. Anyway. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's, that's proves it's all bullshit. <laughs> that's all it proves. And, and, you know, you see it when you see people in China wearing the masks. Now it's because they are sick. Right. That's what the mask helps. It helps if you are sick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I knew I was not sick. Right. And I knew I was not sick because I had just taken a fucking COVID test because I had given a COVID test to my son. And since I had given a COVID test to my son, he was negative. I just wanted to make sure that I had no symptoms or anything. Right. I took the test because it was fucking there. And uh, yeah, they just... So most of the places you go, and this is a, like, you know, a medical facility. Yeah. That just was, oh, we'll take care of it anyway. And there was other people, you know. The fact is, you walked in making an attempt to to do something, right? Right. You're like, okay, I know I'm supposed to have a mask, so, okay, do you have a mask? Because I don't. At that point, he had enough information to say, well, this guy doesn't look sick. Yeah, pretty much. He's not acting sick. And he seems willing to to follow the rules. He just doesn't have what he needs, and neither do I. So, you know what? Fuck it, we'll help him. Right. And I find this conversation very interesting. The other day, when I went to the hospital for, where did I go for? Blood work or something. Uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, it was just walking in for my surgery the other day. Uh, we got in the uh, we got in the elevator in the parking garage, and like two people came in after me and my roommate. And then two more people, and it, it got kind of packed in there. Mm-hmm. How many masks were? Around. How many masks were worn? I looked around, like I, I was wearing a mask because I was like, whatever. You but know, you already walked past three signs that said you had to. Right, and I'm pretty sure there was a sign like, before you get in the elevator, you have to wear one to go into this facility. Literally, I, I think there were six or seven people in this elevator. I looked around, and there was this nurse or somebody, somebody in scrubs in front of me didn't have a mask on and like, yeah, probably she didn't feel sick. Yeah. She knows the fucking truth. Like, yeah, she didn't, she she didn't feel sick, whatever. But I like in my mind, I was just kind of like, shouldn't you like just be wearing one out of practice or whatever, you know, just not. No, why the fuck would she wear one in the fucking parking garage? So she can, she can be restricted and breathe fucking exhaust in the elevator. Okay. Still in close proximity to people. Like I said, I, but nobody said a word about it. Which I was like, all right. Well, because know, nobody gives good. a fuck anymore. Right. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Like, if this were as, you know. This has pretty much been all been proven. It's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we've come up with new bullshit to scare us. We're not scared anymore. We're not scared enough. So according to popular mechanics, we're, we're due for a super flu. A malignant flu may soon evolve and infect and kill humans, a report says. Hey. May, may soon. That means it hasn't yet. And they're they're... Like, where are they getting this information from? Well, uh, there's a couple of bullet points here that I'm going to read, and then we'll dive into the story. A mink farm in Spain is the site of concerning research regarding the spread of avian influenza. Researchers believe the bird flu is transmitted across minks in the fa- on the farm, a troubling mammal-to-mammal spread. The outbreak at the mink farm opens a new worry for... Uh, Oh, because if a mink can get it, then... Right, they're mammals, right? And Yeah. 
So last fall on a mink farm in Spain, H5N1, avian influenza, likely spread across the animals. The outbreak resulted in the death or culling of an entire group of 50,000 mink. Or minks. Yeah, 50,000 minks. Why should you care? Because it may have marked the first known case of mammal-to-mammal transmission of the deadly virus known as the bird flu, according to a new study. And so that wait, what mammals pro- did he get it? Did they get it from? Mammal-to-mammal? Yeah, mammal-to-mammal being mink-to-mink. Typically, bird flu, you, you have to catch it. As a mammal, you have to catch it from a bird. You don't catch it from there the... There could have been just a whole bunch of birds around this motherfucker, around, you know, this whole thing. Could have been a lot of birds. Potentially. Just one it, bird that really liked minks is... Minks. Minks. Uh, one is a mink. <laughs> I know a mink coat. And that doesn't pretend anything good for humans. The bird flu has proven scary enough with its occasional spreads from birds to mammals of all sorts, but the study published in Eurosurveillance, yeah, great, right? Eurosurveillance, calls the latest devastation of mink sicknesses or devastation of mink sicknesses and deaths especially concerning our findings also indicate that an onward transmission of the virus to other minks may have taken place in the affected farm holy shit that raises the alarm that humans could be next. This outbreak signals the very real potential for the emergence of mammal to mammal transmission. Michelle Weil, or Michelle Will, a University of Sydney researcher, tells CBC News, it it could have deadly consequences. I, Isaac Bogach, uh, an infectious disease specialist, tells CBC, this is an infection that has epidemic and pandemic potential. I don't know if people recognize how big of a deal this is. Well, that's comforting. What we should do is kill all the birds. The H5N1 avian influenza is notorious for a near 100% mortality rate in birds. While mammals aren't catching the virus at the same rate as birds, they aren't immune to its effects. Bird flu has a global WHO mortality rate of greater than 50% for humans. So far, the human infections linked to contact with, the, with an infected bird, which is why the mammal-to-mammal possibility becomes troubling in this entire scenario. If a mammal, such as a mink, can become an intermediary host, the virus can then mutate and pose an even greater risk to other mammals, including humans. And so that's concern- That's what's concerning about this, uh, according to Louise Moncla, a University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine assistant professor told CBC News, it's that this is exactly the kind of scenario that you would expect to see that could lead to this type of adaptation that could allow these viruses to replicate better in other mammals like us. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, H5N1 bird flu could, Coronavirus. Mut- could mutate and transmit among us. All right. Well, as long as we're properly properly uh, as terrified, everything's fine. Yeah. And and speaking of dying, uh, a, a terrible, terrible thing. 
Uh, Richard Belzer, extraordinarily smartass as a comic and a TV cop, is now dead at 78. Yeah, that, that hurt. I, Lunch. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved Bell's stand-up years ago. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, that, that, that Munch character started on Homicide Life on the Streets. Right. Then went to Law & Order SVU for like 16 fucking years. Yeah, he was there. He was a staple. And then, oh, he's the reason I watched the fucking show. He was fucking hilarious. Him and the guy that played Mayhem mm -hmm. uh, were in the first season before they got Ice-T. The guy that played Mayhem left. Right. And Ice-T came in. I liked the guy that played Mayhem. Yeah. And I liked him when he came back uh, as the same character, but in a different... He was working for IAB or some shit. Right. Uh, that was fucking awesome. And I love that guy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. The Vulture. Have you ever watched... Did you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah, it's been a while. I haven't watched any... I gotta go watch stuff. it again. Yeah. I can hear the theme music in my head. Ba -da -ba -ba -da. Dude, Andy Samberg is a genius. Yes. Anyway. Um... Yeah, no, I was, uh, but he, uh, there was, there was eight other shows that he played that character on. And he was, he was on some, he was on some Sesame, I forget what Sesame Street fucking VHS tape I have for my kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, he was. was. I mean, he was a, he was really a decent guy. He was just a smart ass and, and was just hilarious. He was very, um, he had some, some pretty harsh stances on things and, and was, was and backed his opinions up. In fact, he lived in France, uh, and yeah. that, that was because he didn't care to be here in the wake of some... I, I don't remember specifically what it was that... He, he lived in France most of his life. He spent a lot of his life in France. Yeah. Um, but he was also the comedian in, uh, that was on stage in Scarface. Mm-hmm. Richard Belzer. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that was... Uh, he'll be missed. He will be missed. Somebody else died too. Uh, not Linda Ronstadt. Why the fuck am I? Raquel. Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. Raquel, why, where did I get Linda Ronstadt from? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, Raquel Welch died, and uh, not as sad as Richard Belzer. But uh, <laughs> all right then. <laughs> I'm saying. I thought she was already fucking dead. I didn't. <laughs> oh, was she in her nineties? Right? No. I now I have to look. I feel like. I feel like she was really old when I was a kid. No. no. Nah. Let's see. She was... She was really hot when you were a kid. Yeah. I'm trying to think. And continued to be hot probably well into your young adulthood. And she was in her 80s. Okay. I wasn't far off. She was in her Let's 80s. Let's see. 40. Let's see. 60. 83-ish. 82, 83. All right. Ooh-hoo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible oh, thing. Oh, you're a terrible person, Matt. I know. Just awful. All right. Well, coming up uh, after this, there'll be more of me being terrible. The, we don't have anything planned in the B block because our, you know, again, we are Sans guest. Uh, and that was uh, everything we had was in there. Uh, but I'm going to go find some. We have some ever fresh articles in the, uh, in the old link list we're going to yeah. have to dig up. I'll pop those out open. Yeah, pop open the vault and see what we see what's in the air refresh and and see what's going on. So hope check us out uh, on the that'll be your uh, Saturday podcast B block. Yeah, this is your Friday, you know, or Wednesday if you're watching it now, but it's Friday yeah. if you're listening to it on Spotify. That's Just right. so everybody knows, it's not Wednesday now. No, if you're listening to it on Spotify, but it is Wednesday now if you're watching the live stream. But if you're watching the live stream later, who the fuck knows what day it is? It could be Thursday. 
Dude, it could be fucking or Tuesday, Tuesday, right? Be fucking anything. And you know that's just the nature of podcasts. I mean, you know, it'll first be available on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, as we said for the A, B, and C blocks. But I mean, there's so many of them out there. You could listen to them on any day you want. Some sometimes twice. You could you could listen to them twice, three times if you miss something. Uh, and it's easy to because we go real fast and we're there's you know you could be laughing at one thing and miss something that Pete said. That's right. That happens a lot. <laughs> I, I I I often miss laughing at things that Pete said. Yeah, I I miss that too. <laughs> you can always give us a call at six four six virus zero one. That's six four six virus zero. You can check us out. Uh, you know, on uh, TikTok, Instagram, the Media Virus, the Media Virus Network, uh, you can you can see everything the Media Virus at themediavirus.com. You can even send me an email, Maddie at themediavirus.com. Uh, did I miss anything, Mike? I don't think so. Oh, fucking a! I think we got it. Uh, right. We'll be back with an all all on the fly, no net B block right after this. Just a little closer to myself. Yeah, we, we handled that one with dignity and grace.